Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hi guys, how are we all going today? I hope you're well, and if not, at least you're here. (laughs) So, In today's episode, I really wanted to talk about people-pleasing. I think this links in really well with last week's episode around workaholism and what I touched on towards the end around not being able to control people's reactions or thoughts. So people-pleasing is very linked in with self-worth and perfectionism, which are two episodes in itself. But let's start with what people-pleasing is. So to keep it really simple here, people-pleasing is just the need to make someone feel a certain way, typically happy, by anticipating their needs almost like a carer would. The reason I say like a carer is because I've experienced people-pleasing myself. I've talked to my colleagues and clients around it. It's kind of similar to trying to anticipate the needs of a baby. Obviously, everyone has people pleasing in different areas and at different levels. But if you think about it, when we're trying to please someone, it's almost like when you have a newborn child and you're trying to work out what cries mean certain things. Now, I don't have a baby, but I have a ton of little cousins ranging from like 15 to just being born. And whenever I'm holding or cuddling them, I'm sometimes reviewing their face, trying to work out, is it, you know, is it gas? Is it reflux? Do they just want to go back to mom so they can get fed? And I take that concept and I apply it to humans as well, because typically we're just trying to work out what reaction this person is going to give us based off the actions that we do for them. I'm laughing a little bit because it does sound a little bit insane and I'll get into it as to why, but let's look at the different psychological perspectives that people have on people-pleasing. So one way of thinking is from the child psych perspective and it is believed that people-pleasing is a way to cope with inconsistent parenting and codependency. So this means if a parent is unreliable emotionally, so going from like warm to absent, a child who knows it needs its parent to depend on them will be hyper aware of their emotions. In their mind, they are trying to earn the love, affection and protection from their parents. They are typically seen as the good kid. They're striving to make their parents proud by taking various actions, one being, you know, getting really, really good grades and can feel a big sense of shame if these needs are not met. Sometimes even trying to hide what has happened for fear of losing that love and protection. Another school of thought is an evolutionary one. So, Humans survived in tribes and as groups of people. So if people didn't have any form of people-pleasing or empathy or wanting to check in with others and how the group is working together, then we really would not have survived. 
And God forbid, if you're alienated from the tribe, you're alone and you could get eaten by a bear. So people pleasing in a way is just another form of extreme survival. However, as we know, this survival mechanism doesn't actually work in the 21st century. Yes, you could say we do work as a function of society and a group, but not at that, I guess you could say, carnal, cave-like level. Like, you can just live alone by yourself in a house, and you have that ability to do that. Like, no wild bear potentially is going to run out and eat you. I'm saying this now, and I bet there are people overseas who are like, yeah, there are wild bears in my backyard. (laughs) There are not wild bears um, in Australia. Maybe drop bears, (laughs) but no. So that's some of the thoughts around why we do it. But what I guess are the signs of people pleasing? Well, some of it is low self-esteem and self-worth, a need for overachievement and just going above and beyond expectations, perfectionism as well, which is strongly linked with overachievement, and a strong need for control. So strong. Because if you are in control you will stay safe. Let me say that again. If you are in control, if you can read the room of other people's emotions, you will not get exiled and you will get the support required. Now, some life coach schools of thought is that focusing on the past really doesn't matter which I completely agree. I'm all about focusing on now and not ruminating on what happened. However, I have always found it so fascinating how our upbringing and society have given us these messages, which we have absorbed and believed and taken into account And then the absolute lack of awareness we have when people-pleasing tendencies come into play. We're just doing this because of the thoughts that we have had on repeat that we have believed and absorbed since childhood, potentially. And then we're sitting there shocked as to like, oh, why am I like this? What have I done? For me, having a little bit of that retrospectiveness helped me so much in moving forward because I was just like, hang on a minute, this is just some old code in my brain that I have believed and that my limbic system thought, yeah, I need to do this to survive. And that is not the case now. It just gives me a better sense of control of my own brain and mind. It's like, yeah, I can change this. And it gives me a lot of acceptance that this is gonna take a lot of time. I'm still working on this, guys. I can catch myself a lot better after doing this for over a year, but it still happens. And I'm so accepting of of myself when it does happen. Because again, these are just unmanaged thoughts, really, that I've had since early childhood. And if you're listening to this, you're likely a female. Because again, I believe people-pleasing is such a strong message for women in society that need to take care of others and make sure everyone is happy. And you're also likely the eldest child. If you're doing this, you will actually start to realize that you're doing this everywhere, not just at work, also with your family, also with your friends, you are the dependable one and you're giving too much of yourself. Again, I wanna make this really clear. This isn't so you could go 
have a pity party for yourself in the past. This isn't to go, I can't, oh, actually looking back, I can't believe like my parents did this or yeah, like there is such a focus for women to, you know, take care of others, etc. Sometimes having insight and knowing again that these are just thoughts and actions I have developed and been practicing for years can help with the process of unlearning this shit. So on that note, how do we stop this? Well, firstly, we need to realize that you cannot control people's thoughts or feelings. It is literally not possible. And in society, we are taught so highly that we can do this. If you are a people pleaser, you think you can do this even at a subconscious level. I still do this and need to be recorrected sometimes with my coach. If we look at the model, our thoughts are created by ourselves in our little heads from circumstances that we interpret. So remember the first episode with the spider. The spider is a neutral circumstance. It just exists. Some people will think, oh my God, a spider, run away. But another person could not give a shit and will just be like, meh, whatever, it's a spider. Just leave it there. You don't control what they're thinking. The spider isn't controlling what that person is thinking, right? The spider isn't like, well, this person, I'm going to make everyone scared or something. It's just there in existence. And it's people, their interpretation of that, that generates thoughts from the circumstance. The same applies to humans. The only difference is it's multiple humans, complex beings, interacting with other complex beings, having their own complex thoughts. So if you say, for example, I cannot do this project due to other priorities, the other person will generate their own thoughts from your thought or statement. Some will say, that's fine. You know, I'm going to talk to so-and-so. And another person might be like, oh my God, how could you do that? This is a really hard concept to get because we want to please. We want to at least try and make this person happy. We don't want to disappoint anyone. And we want to, we're ultimately trying to figure out the best response for that person. But every other person is like a black box full of thoughts and they will randomly pull a thought out dependent on that circumstance. And as people pleasers, you think it's just like an automatic button. So if I say X, I will get response A, and therefore I will stay safe. But I know that everyone has experienced this where you have done something, the same exact thing, and you did not get the response that you wanted, and you went into freakout mode. Like, what the fuck, I did the thing you wanted. Again, it's not like a rat pressing a button to get food. And that is ultimately what we do as people pleasers. It's like, we will say, yes, we'll do this thing. I know that there are times where you've done the exact same thing and that person has, you know, maybe gotten really angry or really upset. And that is because, I don't know, maybe they woke up and their car broke down or something. But again... That's just them having a thought from a circumstance. They also have an unmanaged mind and they're taking those thoughts and experiences into the day with them and then taking that out on other people. And then you are sitting there thinking, oh my God, it's because I did this or this or blah, 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 blah. Again, you cannot control people's thoughts. 
And to really double down on this, think about how many times a day you have changed your thoughts on something. I mean, even the most basic things like what you want to eat. Like in the morning, you're like, yeah, I want curry for dinner. And then, you know, you get to dinner, you're like, I want pizza. And if we go back to the meat bag metaphor, which I love to use, we're all just bags of meat walking around with complex brains, creating thoughts with different sensations and hormones going off and synapses firing. And we're all very unique. No one has the same set of code in their brains. We all experience everything differently. And once you start to accept and get this concept, it makes doing this work so much easier. Like you will start to show up as your authentic self. But in order to do this, we also need to embrace these big fucking feelings. So firstly, what I would suggest is actually start to notice in your body. So describe again the physical sensations that occur in your body when you feel the need or urge to say yes to that project, family thing, event. What are these sensations in your body? Do you get really tight in the chest or your muscles? Do you get this sudden rush of adrenaline? For me, it's usually like a spark of like just this constant like, ah, oh my God, no, like what? Can you also name the feeling? Is it anxiety? Is it anger? Again, doing this is really important. It gets you in touch with your body. And again, it's about teaching the limbic system that when these negative thoughts occur, like, oh my God, I have to do this or I have to say yes, even though deep down you don't want to, it's not the end of the world. We then also need to stop and do a model, do a download of all your negative thoughts. Ask yourself why. Why do you have to say yes to that event or project? What are the thoughts that are really coming out for you? Do a model on them. What is the circumstance? Keep it really neutral, like family event or work task. What is the thought? Maybe it's I have to do this or I should do this. Also, anything that uh, where it's a should, it's likely shame. Like we should not be shoulding ourselves into things. What is the feeling from that thought? Is it anxiety? Is it fear? What are the actions that you're taking? Are you raising your hand automatically, not even considering other things on your plate and just blindly accepting it? What are your results? Are you feeling overwhelmed? That's just one that 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 example there is just one of my models. And get super deep. As I always say, keep asking yourself, well, why should I do this work? And you'll likely start to see the root thought that causes all of this. You'll get a lot of surface level thoughts that pop up, which by the way, are totally fine to model on. That's what I did when I started this work. But once you start asking yourself why and get really, really curious, you'll start to see the root thought that is actually causing all of this. And what I notice in my clients and my friends and colleagues is ultimately People-pleasing is relating to your self-worth and value. So if we take this back to the psych examples I gave, if we're always striving to assure that we have the love and protection from a parent or group or the tribe, 
as in taking an action to prove and say to your limbic system that's freaking out, see, it's all good. I got that praise. I did that thing. I've got this love. We're okay. We are taking that same thought, that same old model, old code into the bigger world out there. And we're doing the same thing. You're doing all this work. You're getting all this praise. You're doing all this family stuff to get that reassurance for yourself that you are fine and you are protected when actually you are inherently valued and safe right now. This is such a hard concept to believe. The first time I heard this and someone said to me, you know, Michelle, you're just valued purely because you exist. I was like, I must earn my love and affection. I was like, what do you mean? But look at any animal or even your children. We're not like, well, this baby is not contributing to the economy at all. It's just, it's just shitting in his pants and I have to pay for it. And my puppy has pooped on the floor. Like, no, it's purely valuable for just being alive. Like, I just love my, I can really only do this for my dog and my guinea pigs. I just love them for being, you know, I don't care if they, they poop on the floor by accident. They're just doing their thing. And I love them. This is why I really push on people when you're doing a thought download to really ask why, because it really got me to hone in on the key thoughts, the root thoughts that were causing all these issues, and then work on new thoughts that I could believe that kind of like it affects all other areas of your life. So for me, at the end of the day, if I wanted to feel valued, if that's where all this people pleasing is coming from, like what would a person think in order to feel valued? What I usually say is what would future you think? What is the actions they would take? Like would a person who is valued take on a massive workload that they know they can't achieve that would wear themselves out? and burn them out into the ground and do everything for everyone? No, they would be objectively looking at what they can do and also taking care of themselves. They would be having a balance. And therefore, if you have a balance, you can actually get a better quality of work done. You can actually be present with yourself and with other people. So in that case, what do we need to think? You know, maybe it's my value does not come from work or the opinions of others. I would also workshop these as well. I'd say at this point in time, my value does not come from work, etc. Or my worth and capability isn't determined by the outcome or my own unmanaged thoughts. Now, I'm giving this an example for me, but everyone is different. It might not be value for you. But once I started practicing these things, thoughts and taking these actions, i.e. having a balance for myself, you know, doing what a person who values himself would do, you start to fucking believe it. You're separating your value from your work. And remember, the brain is biased. It'll actually over time believe this. Again, 
This is similar to the illusionary truth effect. You repeat something over and over, you start to believe this. But in this case, you're taking the actions, actually giving yourself a balance, then practicing a new thought. It's like, oh my God, yes, like I believe this. Like you're actually doing it. You're giving your brain the results and the proof, plus you're practicing that thought. It's going to believe it. Now, you may not feel amazing and great when you practice this new thought at first. And again, it takes time. And that's where sitting with your feelings around the negative thoughts and new thoughts and actions that you take is so important. And it's the name of this podcast. That's what gets, I believe, the real change. The model, like you can conceptually understand this, but what people struggle so much with this work is actually sitting with the feelings and the emotions and sensations in your body that pop up. So if you want help on this and want to start saying no and start saying yes to yourself, seriously, come work with me. I believe I'm valued purely for existing and being alive. And I think deep down, we think we think this about others, but we do not think this about ourselves, especially women. <laughs> it is ridiculous. The messages that we have absorbed from the patriarchy, which teach us to value everyone else above ourselves. Fuck that. <laughs> you can still care for others without stretching yourself to burnout, but on your terms. So best of luck. Say no to things, people. Sit with those feelings and start taking control of your life. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.